0: What's up, guys? It's your boy, Feño. This is the Early Playing Podcast coming at you on Monday. A little bit late today, I'm sorry. Some personal stuff happening, which I didn't have a life. I could watch terrible MMA all day, like some guys do. But, yeah, I mean, I still dedicate myself to the, to the craft of the blade that is MMA. <laughs> we have what we thought was a very bad... Uh, UFC event, and usually those, if you end up watching, they end up like being okay, and that's very annoying, because that sends Mick uh, Maynard the sign that that they are allowed to, to just give us these lackluster events with no names, but we'll get into that, um, there's a lot of fight announcements, not a lot of interesting ones, but I guess I'll be talking about that, and we'll preview the next card so let's get into it uh so last event was ufc fight night home versus Buenos silva so a dreaded holy home main event i had a lot of faith in Buenos silva going into this one i thought she had uh, the style to beat home especially because like um like kickboxers with good fundamentals and power have been, like, trouble for Holy Holm, going back to, like, Valentina Shevchenko, GDR, and especially Bra- if they are Brazilian, like, Holy Home is not winning that. She has lost to Cyborg, she has lost to Amanda, she has lost to Ketlyn Vieira, and now she lost to, to Myra. uh So, yeah, I mean, Irene Aldana just missed the part of being Brazilian to to beat Holy Home. <laughs> Yeah, Buenos Aires was doing good stuff uh, in the clinch with very hard knees and trying to find elbows. She was also, like, closing the distance with the one-two. Holly was doing her stuff of circling on the outside, trying to to intercept, and then closing distance with uh, blitzes. Uh, Myra was responsibly catching the the collar ties when Holly Holm was trying to close distance. Uh, Holly Holm, I think, realized that she she was not outstriking this girl, so she went full-on clinching against the cage mode. And in the second round, Mara Buena Silva just catches her with the with the with the front front naked choke or ninja choke as is more popular popularly known. Uh, so good stuff. Uh, home tried to get out, but no luck. Uh, Mara Buena Silva gets to the top. Uh, good interview saying that she was suffering from very severe depression and she was able to pull through. You know, good stuff overall. Uh, good for Bona Silva, I hope she fights for the title soon. On the co-main event, we, uh, Jack Della finally got his chance to fight against newcomer, Sure notice, five days out, Basil Hafes, Hafes, or Haves? I don't know how do you say that name, but Hafes, um, big dude, very big dude, and Jack Della is uh, like, Jack Della is like, uh, Sneaky big dude, because you don't think of him like a very big welterweight, but I assure you he's one of the biggest welterweights. And California uh, fight day weigh-ins confirmed that Jack Della on fight night is heavier than than Michel Pereira, for example, that looks fucking normal. So just, just go by that. And half is here looking very big himself, and you can tell athletic big dude, a grappler, uh, he went to wrestle out of the bat. Uh, a lot of people complaining that Jack Della cannot wrestle. I don't think that's necessarily true. Uh, Jack Della was going for a lot of uh like trying to get the chin strap deep, and then going for the high, high elbow, but Hafiz was very good at passing guard immediately when Jack went for the guillotine and then staying on top control. Uh, and it was uh, like a good fight. Uh, Hafiz looked solid, uh, good athlete, big, strong, decent power in his hands not not a completely bad striker not pretty good either but but he has the, the threat of the takedown uh top position very good like good passing the the problem we have as well that uh, he did not have round and pound um I personally scored every round for Jack Dal Madalena uh, the third probably a 10 eight to be honest uh he was kicking half his ass uh, commentary boot was pretty bad here saying like, oh, Jack Dela, if he keeps going for the Gideons he's going to lose this fight, and I don't think he was ever, I mean, with good judging she, he should have not been in trouble of losing that fight as we saw when the fight ended, it was a split decision, so that's sketchy, but yeah, I mean but Jack Della on showed uh, good wrestling abilities, even in this fight especially against the cage when Hafiz had his his hands close uh, around his butt. Uh, Jack Della was doing good stuff of like getting his hips lower, using the wizard to yank up the arm, sneaking an underhook, underhooking hard. So I don't know, man. Uh, I thought uh, I was more concerned with uh, the head movement early in the fight because Jack Della was getting into these very long uh, punching sequences without moving his head much. He was getting caught in the counter. Obviously he was hitting... Uh, half as harder than he was getting hit with. Uh, He got better as the fight went on, and he started doing, like, a lot of cool stuff. Uh, Very fluid combination puncher. Uh, One of the best I've seen since Dustin Poirier in the sport, to be honest. Um, And a lot of cool stuff, to be honest. Uh, Jack Delight, you can tell, like, I don't know, some people were theorizing that he wanted to, like, to get over with the fight, like, quick. So that's why he was going for the for the submissions, you got to consider that this guy cut weight uh, the, the week before this one. He thought he was going to fight on the pay-per-view. So two weight cuts for a big guy, two consecutive weight cuts for a big guy. So I don't know, that can can affect your performance, obviously, your state of mind. Like, I don't know, weight cutting is, is pretty brutal. Uh, before that, we had, but, I mean, before moving on, just like, Half is good addition to the welterweight division it's cool to have more grapplers uh, especially like big athletic grapplers that can test people and Jack Della looked good in my opinion I mean it was like a goofy sketchy performance but you can tell like this guy's very skilled he's very dangerous I think he matches up very interesting with the rest of the division to be honest I'm not like I have no doubt that Jack Della would like Beat like Gilbert Burns, for example. I think uh, he's troublesome for guys that do not have like a very suffocating top control and not that committed wrestling. Like, for example, I would not expect like Bilal Mohamed to take down Jack Della easily. Uh, Same for Leon Edwards, so they would have to bang on the feet. Not saying that he would beat Leon Edwards right now, but I don't know, it's interesting to be honest. Uh, I would be Oh I, I admit I would be a bit concerned with Colby and Usman for example and maybe Chavkat but I don't know we we would have to see uh some people were saying like uh Jack Della was prepping for a for a grappler in Tom Brady but Tom Brady very different physique than Hafez. I mean the he's a lot shorter uh similarly like let's talk about he has a different style of uh, of wrestling uh, he's not that kind of pressure fighter that Hafez showed to be in this fight um and sometimes you just match up like badly in the grappling i think uh, people are fans are getting better at, at understanding matchups on the feed because we talk about it so much we talk about how the pressure is bad for this fighter uh outfighting frustrate this fighter but there's something something to be said about how grappling also can match up weirdly. Like you can tell like half his uh his passing was very problematic for the for the guillotine that Jack Della was trying to to get. And sometimes that kind of stuff happens. Sometimes a guy has a a pass that has your number. Sometimes some guys have some style of like for example, you can tell like Daniel Cormier was uh, beating pretty much everyone from top position. And then Anders- Anderson Silva put on a lockdown from half guard on him, and he could not get out of it. Uh, so, yeah, sometimes that kind of stuff happens. You you won't know everything about grappling moving into a fight, especially when you don't get to, to watch tape of your opponent. So, yeah, I mean, good for it. I, I think, the, in my opinion, like a lot of people are down on Jack Della. I think he moves on. With his undefeated UFC record, uh, Hafez made a very good account for himself. He did not win that fight, he lost every round. Uh, I understand Hafez saying, like, feeling like he won, uh, but when Usman says that uh, he won the fight, that's very silly, to be honest. Uh, he's just trying to get, like, the judging, the, the perception of judging move in a direction that allows him to win fights like the third Leonidas fight, to be honest. Okay, now actually moving on. We have Francisco Prado for Otman Asaitar, very silly fight between like meme guys. Uh Prado looked pretty good here to be honest. Uh, not not solo his first fight. I thought uh, Jamie Molarcy was going to beat him pretty easily. Uh he kind of did to be honest. Uh, very low volume, not, not an exciting fight, especially if you see how like Molarcy and Prado usually fight, they're very aggressive. They had a very a pretty lackluster fight but uh, yeah Prado looking good um like uh, Prado is all about like big setups and moving forwards like like big feints moving into something and that materialized and at the end when he was like uh, using the level change to move into a spinning elbow uh caught a side pretty good I thought the stoppage was good uh, a looks super lost at the moment that the referee stepped in um, he was complaining afterwards because i i, I guess he was like kind of like flash knockout or something but um he was fucked up uh good for prado like n- not sure he's going to be very good but he's a good addition to the division for sure and, and argentina man like getting some some fighters going other than Nivio. that's good stuff uh, before that, uh, what used to be the co main event, and the, these guys were moved down a few spots, uh, Iron Turtle, Union Park, fought Albert Durayev, And it was a pretty good fight. Uh, Union Park with the with the jab um, for most of the fight, like setting and good jabbing performance by the Iron Turtle here. Duraev was trying to counter the, the jabs with the left hook and the calf kick. Union Park also with the with the heavy calf kicks of his own. Uh then second round, uh Park starts putting on a pace, like using the the jab to pressure effectively and when he felt like the riot was breaking, he was like only like punching the head and calf kicking for a whole fight. But when the ray right started fading a little bit, he started going hard with the left hooks to the body. That was cool stuff. And then Back control, the the Iron Turtle is very solid from back control, and then he got the rear naked choke. Very good performance. uh, Iron Turtle is one of the middleweights that I like. I'm liking a a concerning number of middleweights, to be honest. Someone help me, please. Before that, we had Norma Dumont and Chelsea Chandler. A fight that got the meme of the night because Norma Norma Dumont rocks Chelsea Chandler. Jesse Chandler turns her back and runs to the cage it was a very a very funny uh picture but I guess jesie Chandler was trying to like get out and also stay on her feet I'm not sure but look very silly but yeah norma Dumont here looked fine she's like she's good I'm 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 completely fine with norma Dumont I think she's good uh so I she dominated with good counters with takedowns she looks solid here. Uh, a lot of people will never take her serious because because she got knocked out by Megan Anderson but I don't know man, Megan was huge and, and punched hard like shit happens sometimes. I'm not saying like Norma Dumont is powerful power on the woman but but she's alright. Before the Nasim Sadikov for Terence McKinney. Uh, I said uh, during the week that the chances of McKinney just blasting Sadikov were were not low. Some people were a bit, a bit mad about my comments, but I, I, if anything, the the fight showed that McKinney is very dangerous on the first round, and Sadikov, um takes a while to get going. McKinney wins the first round with like top control, but I don't know, man. It, this style, Conor Reuverich was, was saying like McKinney if he wants to like get away from the going nuts on the first round, he needs to develop a style that it's better for him, and I, I think I agree with that. Uh, McKinney, a lot of like moving on the outside, trying to catch the reactive takedowns, but he doesn't have a lot of setup, so he ends up muscling a, a lot of these uh, attempts too. Sadikov for his own part, a solid wrestler and grappler, so he was making McKinney work. Not like a crazy pace of anything, um, but McKinney like, completely starts fading and going for more and more sloppy takedowns on the second round, and Sadikov just takes back and submits him. Good stuff. Sadikov is a very good addition to 155. I don't think he's going to be, like, super elite, but he's going to be a solid uh, good fighter for a while, I think. Uh, Melsik bagdasarian for Tucker Lutz. Classic Bagdasarian fight. Uh, you know, he's, like, explosive southpaw with big kicks. Uh, if you close distance, he, crutches, he grabs the clinches. Good stuff. Bag- bagdasarian solid and... This is a good win. Lutz is solid himself. Uh, before that, Victoria Dudakova fought Estela Nunes. Dudakova goes for a takedown. Estela posts on her arm. It bends the wrong way. Very gruesome. So there's that. Uh, they interviewed Dudakova. I mean, they always do that, but I I always think it is weird when you win by a, by an injury, like, and you get interviewed like, okay, what's what's going on now that you won this fight? Uh, before that, Mike Isael Costa fought Austin Lingo. Um, classic, like, southpaw kicking the shit out of the body of a boxer in this fight. Costa, um, a lot of, like, uh, snapping front kicks to the body and then the roundhouses too. Uh, he was shooing Lingo's up. Lingo, for his credit, very tough, uh, but he did not have the tools to close the distance. Uh, Costa was looking a bit sketchy on the in the pocket here and there. Uh, I think I gotta rewatch the the Costa versus um, Thiago Moises fight. I, I don't remember a lot of it to be honest, but uh, I remember like when I scouted for that pay per view. Uh, I remember liking Costa. He's he's not that good, but he's very fun to watch. So I think he has a fan in me. Uh, so yeah, very good uh, dominant decision with the body kicking mostly. Before that, Evan Elder and Genaro Valdez had a entertaining fight. It, that was that one was good. Uh Genaro was like a step behind the whole fight, but he he kept fighting, he and he had a knockdown of his own second round. Second round both guys knocked each other down. Uh good fight. Elder looks solid, like a lot of big actions. I wish he had a, a little bit more solidity to his game. He's a lot about, like, big setups, like I said about um, Francisco Prado. But Elder is a bit more technical, less wild. And he's a good athlete, man. Hennaro uh, looked good here, to be honest. Uh, I thought he was worse. Uh, if he gets matched up with someone that he can get, like, to box more, uh, he he could get some wins in the UFC. Uh, I think he's getting another opportunity after this one, hopefully. Uh, Asad Maxum made his debut against Tyson Nam. Uh, didn't watch this one, like, with full attention, so I'm not sure about the decision. Uh, I thought Maxum winning most of the fight, but Nam, Nam cracks sometimes, and I, th- I saw Tyson Nam landing good, good uh, right hands, so I don't know about the decision, but I, from what I saw, and I need to rewatch this one, but Maxum looks looked very solid good fighter here um, and yeah, it looked like it was fun so I, I think i want to rewatch this one but yeah Maxum very good addition to the flyweights uh, lanky good striker good stuff man and with a good job so it's an interesting stuff for uh, interesting interesting style for flyweight Alex Munoz, uh, for Carl Diton third the third and this one was fine um, Alex Munoz uh, looks solid here, I mean both guys, both guys like athletic but n- the, the problem that I think these guys have is that they fight like very athletically and, and they're good athletes but in, in this division we have like insane athletes so you gotta, you're going to hit a ceiling where you're fighting guys that are just athletic as you and you will need to have more more technique and craft to your game, and these guys are, are lacking a bit of that. They are not bad, but they are in a very tough division. But yeah, I mean, it was a good fight, to be honest, just saying that. Uh, oh, lightweight, very competitive. 135 to 155 Shark Tanks. Uh, just being a good athlete is not enough. That That's like the bare minimum that you need to succeed. And the opening fight, Eileen Perez uh, for Ashley Evan Smith. Evan Smith uh, always looks a little bit like trash. Um, she's like uncoordinated. She's like, she still hits hard and has strength, but she's a weird athlete. And she looked like worse than usual here. Uh, Perez just took her down a lot. And not much to say about that. So that was the card. It was alright. It was alright. Um, do I want to see uh, more cards like this? Even when they kind of deliver, not really. I rather see cards have m- more, more relevant matchups to the divisions. To be honest, I want something more important to happen. Uh, this card did not even include Jack De la Madalena in the first place, uh, so that leaves us with only like one relevant fight for the division that was the main event, and the main event had Holy Home. That uh, that's always a minus. Uh, Myra Bueno Silva. Did her part to save us here from five rounds of Holy Home. So props to her. She's a top girl. Let's move on to some fight announcements. Um, there's a lot of those. Let's see, let's see what we have. Um uh, we have a fight for UFC 294 that is happening in Abu Dhabi. Is Team Elliott? He's going to fight Mohammed Mokayev. Very interesting fight. Uh, I think Mokayev is going to win this one kinda easy uh, because uh, Team Elion is pretty busted. I think if this was like Prime Team Elliot, this would have been a very, very good test for Mokayev just because of the scrambling and the cardio. But Team Elliot uh, kinda gets tired right now and the uh, striking defense not always there. So I- I'm guessing Mokayev wins this one, but hopefully Mokayev if he's going to be good, gets a good win here and show us more. Um, Martin Budai is fighting Josh Parisian and this was, this is like, maybe the worst fight you can make in the UFC right now, not because they're both like perfectly fine heavyweights, but they're so boring. Um, they're like kind of the same fighter, but Parisian is like more silly and does more stuff and Budai is like, smarter I guess I don't know man why Why is this happening I'm well, talking about heavyweights uh, Jay Collier will fight Mohamed Usman and I think this one is a lot more interesting Um, Usman Pro obviously got always trying to wrestle but o- also carries the big power and Collier is dangerous man but I don't know I don't think Collier has the motivation in him anymore Um, it's sad because there's there's a good fighter inside Jacob. <laughs> this is not a fat joke. Maybe it is a fat joke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not pro body shaming, but you know how it is. Uh, Son Kenan will fight Rolando Bedoya. Is Bedoya Peruvian or Argentinian? I don't remember, but he's fun. He's not very good, but he's very fun. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, Kenan is a good foil for that. This should be a fun fight. Uh, not a, a very low-level welterweight fight, but, uh, should be fun. Junior Tafa will fight Parker Porter. Um, not sure. I mean, Junior Tafa look alright fighting Mohamed Usman. Um, Parker Porter should win this, I think. Uh, I think Junior is not as good as his brother. Charge Jordain will fight Ricardo Hamos. This one is a very good fight. This one is very good. Should be action pack, uh, these guys are going to compete everywhere, this one should be very good. Looking forward to that one. Uh, Miranda Maverick is fighting Priscila Cachoeira, whatever, I'm guessing Miranda Maverick is going to take her down, but Maverick looking kind of sketchy on the feet in her last fight. Makes this a bit interesting, I'm guessing. Uh, Jack Jenkins will fight Chepe Mariscal, and that one should be fire, man. This one is going to be very fun, I'm looking forward to this one, do not miss. Uh, Jake Hadley is going to fight Cody Durden. Also, a very good fight. Uh, you know, Durden is going to go insane with the pushing the pace with the wrestling. And Hadley is a hitter and can wrestle defensively decently. So, interesting. I'm looking forward to this one. Edgar Chires, with that we saw like a week, uh, two weeks ago, fighting Tyra on the pay-per-view and all, almost wins that fight, is going to fight Daniel Lacerda. Lazerda is in a terrible losing streak, I don't know. I was pretty sure he was going to get caught after the last one. And they are giving him another chance here. I'm expecting Shires to win here, to be honest, but should be be a fun fight. This one should be good as well. Mark it up as a good fight. Cynthia Calvillo will fight Elise Reed. Um, Annoying fight. Do not expect it to be good, but maybe this is one where Calvillo can get to the ground and do some of her cool stuff as a grappler. So hopefully, Benoit Denis will fight uh, Thiago Moises. This one is interesting because I feel like Moises is more, like, more skill fighter, more complete. But Benoit Denis is like a tricky matchup because Denis is huge. He's fucking big. Um, he's a grappler and a power kicker. So uh, that's a lot of like problems for Thiago Moises. So it's an interesting fight. And also like, he's a good, gra- very good grappler, so maybe the, the grappling gets nullified or maybe like, Sandeni just can wrestle him against the cage because Thiago Moise is not very big for 155 and Sandini huge. So always interesting when the, the skill sets uh, have some overlap and one guy is a lot bigger than the other. It's always hard to predict what's going to happen. Angel Lusa will fight uh, Riz McGee. Riz McGee is getting back to the UFC after losing to Shimaev and Alex Morono. Uh, he had put on like a 5-5 five, five win streak or something there in the UK. So it, this one should be fun, to be honest. This one should be exciting. And Justin Tafa will rematch Austin Lane after their first fight ended in a gruesome, terrible eye poke. And... I don't have more thoughts about that one. I guess I'm wanting Justin Taffa to win. Austin Lane looks a bit annoying, to be honest. And then we have the, the next week event to close the pay-per-view. And the main event is interesting. Is Tom Aspinall versus Marcin Tibura. Um, obviously everyone is expecting Aspinall to win like super easily, but Tibura is very tough. Uh, can grapple a little bit and, and has good cardio. So he's, he's always a good test for anyone, I would say. Um, and to be honest, the, on, the only guy that has beat Tibura lately is has been Volkov. Uh, Volkov is very good himself, even though he got washed by Tom Aspinall. But I think in, um, Tibura matches up better with Aspinall just because he's a better grappler than Volkov, especially on the on the floor. So, yeah, I'm all right with the main event. It's heavyweight, but it's not terrible for heavyweight. We are all excited. Most of us are excited for Thomas Aspinall, so I guess we're okay with that. co sees Molly McCann fighting Julia Stoliarenko. That's whatever, to be honest. They're trying to get Molly to win a fight at home. Uh, That's okay, but do you really need to put it on... On the co main slot. Nathaniel Good is fighting Andra Fili, and this one is. I'm, I haven't seen the rest of the card, but this one is probably the best fight of the whole card. Very good fight, excited for this one. Uh, interesting to see how Good is, is going to deal with Fili because Fili is so long and good on the stocky side for 145. Uh, and also, Philly, like, fights long, too, with the stance switches. A good jabber for from both. Uh, and also, Philly always brings the reactive takedowns to the table. Andre muniz is uh, welcoming Paul Craig to middleweight. What in the fuck, man? I mean, Paul Craig, not a huge 205er, but he's going to... Going to get skinny for to get a uh, 185. Hopefully, he still has the physicality to compete there. Um, and hopefully, these guys grapple like they are like they're like tricky grapplers more than good grapplers, I would say. Like, they are like very good, have very good eye for submissions and have some tricks and have some faces in grappling where they are very good, but they do not have a super well-rounded grappling games we've seen them being exploited um muniz for example fighting uh, losing his last fight by submission in fact to brendan allen other other 185er that i like a lot so yeah um, i don't know some weird fight but it's a it's a good meme fight i guess jai herbert is fighting Fares yam and this one is good this one is good um Lanky Strikers, they're going to bang. I'm completely fine with this fight. This one should be fun. Good fight. Uh, Lerone Murphy is fighting Josh Koulibau, and this one is very good, too. Uh, excited for this one as well. Uh, good death for Murphy. Uh, some people thought he lost his last fight to Gabriel Santos. Um, I think Murphy won, but it was close. And Koulibau is... Kulibao is way better than you would expect seeing him. He's a lot craftier and athletic than you think when you see him moving around initially. Uh, he's a smart fighter, opportunistic as well, so always a good test for anyone. Uh, and if Kulibao wins this one, he's on a very good winning streak. Already, ha- already having wins over Nurdan uh, Su Choi, and more impressively, Bagdasarian on his last fight. So, Cool stuff. David Grant is fighting Daniel Marcos. Which one is Daniel Marcos? Oh, that guy that fought Simon Oliveira. That that one is... This one is good, too. This one is a good fight. Excited for this one as well. A lot of good fights on this card, to be honest. This card is very good. Uh, I mean, at least for nerds like me, this doesn't have a lot of, like, super relevant fights, just like last week. But the difference is that a lot of quality fighters, even if they are not ranked and... And fun matchups. I'm I'm very surprised by by this card. Danny Roberts is fighting Johnny Parsons. Um, should be fun. To be honest, I mean, uh, Danny Roberts not in a great place in his career right now, and kind of on the old side. But but Parsons should be a good foil. These guys are going to bank. Uh, Mark Diakiese is fighting Joel Alvarez. Also a good fight against um, him. Uh, Diakiese uh, cosplaying as a wrestler a lot lately in his fights. And Alvarez is a, like a good grappler. Obviously, he got like pounded up by Sarukian, but it's not the same getting like run and pound by, a, by an actual grappler than a guy an athletic guy pretending to be a wrestler. So maybe they strike. And if they strike, Alvarez is dangerous on the feet, but Diakiese is very athletic and also packs some danger, so it should be a good one. Uh, Mick Parkin is fighting Jamal Pokes. and I, I'm i sure I've seen Jamal Pogues. Oh, this is heavyweight, yeah. Jamal Pogues is that guy that fought Josh Parisian. I don't remember a lot about him. And, and Mick Parkin is coming from Container Series. I don't know about this fight, man. This one is probably going to suck. I'm going to assume. <laughs> Brian Barbarina is fighting Mac Muradov. Uh, oh, Barbarina moving up to middleweight, yeah. Um, I'm not sure about this one. Muradov is a big dude, he's a big guy, and he's dangerous. I mean, he he's a big hero, but Barbarina used to make 155 back in the day, so not sure I agree with this move up to 185. But I don't know, Barbarina, super tough, crafty. Uh, I'm can put an insane volume, and maybe he can put even more of an insane volume up in 185, and that could be maybe interesting. Katelyn Vieira is fighting cancer. Uh Vieira, who was like hiding, riding very high after, I, she was like very good moving into the UFC, then had that loss to Aldana with the big left hook, and then she did not look the same after that, but then I thought she looked pretty good uh, beating Misha Tate and Holly Holm, And then had a very competitive fight with Raquel Pennington. And I think Raquel is pretty good. So no shame in that. So hopefully she looks fine here too. Uh, Kiansat has looked alright lately too. Chris Duncan is fighting Janelle Ashmoose. Uh, Not high on either of these guys. But should be a fun fight. At the very least. Should be a very entertaining fight. Uh, Bruna Brazil is fighting Shauna Bannon. Uh, Bannon comes from Invicta. I have not seen her fight to be honest. And Bruna Brazil got knocked out by Denise Gomes on her last fight, but we know Denise Gomes can crack. But yeah, Bruna Brazil has a little bit of an annoying style, but I think she's alright. She's athletic, she's big for the division, and has some tools on the feet, especially as a distance kicker. And the opening fight is Jael Filio versus Daniel Bares. and I I don't remember these guys. Okay, Filio is the guy that got submitted by Mokayev not long ago. And, and yeah, the Spanish guy, Vares, is a newcomer. So yeah, that's whatever. Hopefully it's a good fight. But, but I don't know. This card is good. I'm going to have fun watching this. And I hope you guys do too. If the card sucks, you can sue me. Uh, I'll pay for the lawyer and everything. No, do not sue me. I'm very poor, please. talking about being poor. uh, Remember to support us on Patreon, guys. We're putting... We're getting some stuff ready to have more content for you over there. And you can join our Discord server full of very cool people to talk about martial arts and other stuff. We have a lot of channels over there so thank you so much guys for your support you allow me to did to do this every week Uh, not only the podcast obviously but also the articles um the full preview and all that kind of stuff so thank you so much guys and finally remember that the early print podcast is brought to you by x marshall x marshall is a combat sport brand dedicated to supporting the jiu-jitsu community their goal is to create a fun training environment with unique and exciting designs and promote the gym culture we all love. Xmarshall offers a range of products, including rash guards, shorts, spats, gis, streetwear, and training equipment. Use code TheFightSite to get a 10% discount on your order now. That's the TheFightSite, all uppercases, no spaces. And for the best deals and discounts, sign up to their mailing list and follow them in all social medias at xmarshallofficial. So then again, thank you Xmarshall for sponsoring us. And allowing us to keep moving forward. That's been the Early Peeling Podcast, guys. Thank you for your support once again. Hope you enjoyed this one. And I'll catch you guys on the next one.